Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Co-Creators Show with Jennifer Lynch and it's a beautiful evening here in Suffolk, England and Penny Morgan is a very talented photographer and in her words um, it's about effective communication to capture honest and genuine images of people. So good evening Penny, how are you tonight? Hello, Jennifer. Very nice to speak to you again. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. I would say it's at least been a couple of years, possibly three years, actually, now. And obviously, yeah. you've been doing a lot in that time. Um, yeah. Should we sort of go a little bit back to the beginning so that people who haven't listened to you before can understand, you know, that how how you got into this business in the first place? How I got into photography? Yeah. Oh, right. Gosh, yes, we are going back now. Yeah, to do it all, <laughs> but maybe just a, a short recap of of how you found photography and where you work from, this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, sure. Um, well, before I was a photographer, um, I've been doing this professionally now since summer 2009. Um, but before I was a photographer, I was actually a graphic designer. Uh, but during my training for the graphic design, the uh, when I was at, at going back to college, uh, it had a photography module, um, and I was lucky enough to learn how to uh, do, you know, process for film because it was the very early days of digital. So, and I absolutely loved that. But I still went off and became a graphic designer, um, and it was several years further on down the line that I then actually had the opportunity to uh, get some really decent camera equipment, uh, take myself off on some more training and um, specifically for portraiture and uh, and then, uh, you know, took it from there really. So for about 18 months, I did the graphic design, the photography alongside each other and then dropped the graphic design and went so solo with the photography. Uh, so that in a nutshell really was uh, where I came from but mm. uh, the, the um, photography what I thought I would get into with photography has turned out to be quite something uh, something quite different really and uh, it was the what I used to hear all the time with people that then caused me to sort of think I've got to do something about this and as you know I'm referring to love your image yeah, which is really, really important, isn't it? <laughs> You've got to like well, your yeah. photographs. You you like my photographs? You've got to like them, haven't you? I mean, the ones you Sorry. did of me, I liked yeah. all of them. I, there wasn't any that I didn't like, but they just turned out so much better. 
than I ever imagined. In fact, they just like captured the essence of me, which nobody else has ever been able to do. So, you know, they they are really special, but it's just, uh, I mean, if you, you know, maybe you could tell the listeners the process involved of bringing this through so you do love your image. Well, yes. Uh, I mean, just uh, you're, you're you're absolutely right. It's, it's it's finding that true essence of somebody, and uh, you know. So when I say it's about effective communication, there is a very large part of that to be able to capture that in somebody. And because the first, what I heard in my early days as a photographer, I heard all the time was people would say, "Oh, I hate my photograph being taken," or they'd say. You might have a difficult job with me. They'd start apologising for themselves almost before they'd met me. And I heard this all the time. And and then I began to hear, actually, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And they loved the results. And they said, oh, I quite enjoyed that. And I thought, there's something in this. And I, I decided to really try and research it and find out, what was behind this because it affected so so many people and still does Mm -hmm. um and uh you know and i even uh looked into myself because i'm the first person to put my hand up and say many many years ago i was that person i hated my photograph being taken and you know so i i kind of thought well what happened to me how did i learn to get over it why did i even get there in the first place um, and I, I spend a lot of time working with people and finding out, you know, what was behind it all uh, and then discovering actually there is a lot more behind it. And you can you can learn to get over it and get past it and actually to really like what you see an awful lot more. Um, but it it is a very much a joint a joint effort, if you like, uh, working with somebody to be able to bring the best out in them. Uh, to be able to capture that and add that, add the technical side of photography with that, to give them images that they'll look and see in themselves and go, oh wow, you know, and and as you did. Mm. Absolutely, and also so, when I had my photographs done there in a stunning location as well, which helped, helped, well, you know, definitely, were, yeah. yeah. And I mean, um, I I might do studio-based shoots where somebody might have, um, you know, the studio set up and strobe lighting, uh, as we call them, or I would use the lighting setup that I used with you, which is a mixture of on-camera light mixed with the very, very good natural light that we had at that location. And definitely one of the reasons I used the place, um, because another part of a photographer's skill is observing learning to observe light and good light not so good light um how to manage it how to improve on it uh, and and all these things to be able to um you know give somebody you know a flattering shot if you like because for technical reasons you can end up with photographs of yourself that you don't particularly like um, so the technical side does come into it, but 90% of the success of a good photograph of somebody is in the expression that they'll give me. Mm, that's very interesting. And what do people mainly after? What's the most um, common scenario? Is is it portraits still? Is it family groups? Is it pictures that they want to use on social media? All of that, Jennifer. Yeah, all of that. I mean, I, I maintain... Think- 
yeah, carry on, sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, I maintain that when people say, what do you, do you specialise in something? And I say, well, primarily people, because from the moment you are born, uh, right through to celebrating reaching a, a wonderful ripe old age, you know, you have a fascinating and interesting life. Whether you're a newborn, whether you're a toddler, you're part of a family, you will grow up, you will graduate, you will um, get married, you will have a business life, you will have a personal life, things to celebrate, things to share with others. Uh, it's, it's all, you know, evolves around, around people, really. And if you understand people, and yes, areas of that can be more specialised, um, but it's all revolved around people. Mm. And what I was going to ask, which is a bit of a long-winded question, um, was <laughs> <laughs> it was a question followed by another question. Um, was has it changed much in the last three years? Would you say the attitudes towards um, photography? Um, I think with our uh, with our digital age and everybody having phones on their cameras. Um, so everybody now we have the age of the selfie yeah. um, has been uh, yes there is that potential out there now to you know start to address this issue but believe it or not that can also be some some part of the cause where people still will look at an image of themselves and go oh my god do I really look like that mm. uh, because these mm. camera phones um, actually can create distortion on your face. Yes, they're getting better and better, but, you know, in the wrong light, in the wrong angle, they can create distortion. And that is not your fault. That isn't actually how you, uh, how you look. So with obviously my professional kit, um, you know, I obviously use the correct settings to bring out the best angles, the best uh, flattering side of somebody to help them in that process um you know i try and uh, delve into what they feel affects them some people don't like the experience of being photographed some people don't like uh the results they see or the, or it's both so it can vary a lot with people which is why i always say the end result might sound very similar across many people, but the root cause can be a different journey for people. And I think the uh, there are still some people out there who uh, will not even have a take a selfie. Um, but but it does lead you know it does bring that potential in to ha get people to sort of start to address how they feel. Yes, that's wonderful. And you used to work in. Um help people in drama groups didn't you Penny are you still involved in drama groups uh, yes I was uh, I spent uh, many years uh, with a, a wonderful drama group back in the throughout the 1990s actually into the early 2000s uh, and that was really in my social side of my life um, but it was a very very creative outlet and a very creative time and I slotted naturally into the role of choreographer i had a i had a huge interest in dance and i loved dancing um and somewhere down the line i joined the group in, in about 1990 and um 
got permission to choreograph a standalone number for a light entertainment show that they were putting on. And uh, so it went, it was, it just turned out really, really well. And everybody loved it. And uh, I sort of got the role of main choreographer. And I learned, learned so much about, uh, you know, expression and telling a story through dance, through body language and through expression. And that went on to helping people with, um, you know, whether it was choreographing a number for the whole cast of a show, right down to just working on a one-to-one basis with somebody who had a solo and they needed to bring their solo to life a little bit more and help them get into that character. So it, it kind of developed and, um, and carried on. And, uh, I don't actually do anything with the drama group anymore. I still love theatre and I still do love drama and I still do love that uh, that language that we all have, which is our body language and mm. understanding that and bringing that all into my work. Uh, so body language is actually hugely important in photographs. And also now everybody is doing a video. So... I'm adding to the confidence in front of the camera for photographs and I'm now also working with people for helping them for their confidence and how to be in front of the camera for video camera. I'm not a videographer, uh, but no. my, my, my skill in helping people in front of the camera is what it's all about, really. Mm. So it's building their confidence and preparing them for it. And also, presumably, you also help with the, their body language as well. Are you involved in that? You know, people that walk yes. you would give them some tips. Oh, definitely. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, if I'm doing just photographs with people, uh, I will always uh, work with, with angles. You know, um, I will never place somebody full on, to square onto the camera. Uh, for a start, it's our widest angle. So if, if that is an issue for you, um, 45 degrees onto the camera uh, is the optimum where I would start. But when I, uh, so I, if I've literally only just met somebody and I don't know them very well, so I, I'm right from the moment I meet them, I start to observe them. Um, I start to engage in some good co- common ground conversation with them. Um, find out as much as I can uh, to help them with the process, try and see where they're, where they're awkward, where they're nervous, what, what, what is their apprehension. Um, I'll even stop proceedings and just chat <laughs> about anything that we happen to be talking about um, to put them, help put them at ease. And I start working with the, what I would call the rules of thumb, uh, which are good angles. Uh, they give the opportunity for a little more body language, which opens that person up to showing a little more of their personality. And it's all about bringing their personality out. But then I will start to observe what is, what is right for that person. And sometimes what you find works for one person isn't necessarily right for another. So you weigh that person up as an individual. Um, for instance, if I ask, if I put somebody into a particular position that is not comfortable to them and isn't part of them or their personality, it will immediately show to me and I'll go, no, no, that's not, that one's not working and I'll change it. Um, for instance, uh, I will always ask somebody, do you have any discomforts, for instance, with your neck? 
uh, or your shoulders because occasionally people do and to actually turn their head to me uh, a little might be a bit uncomfortable so all those things are taken into consideration but usually if I've put somebody into uh, something that just isn't their natural position or body language or pose it will show and, and I will quite quickly change it and watch them and keep them in something that is typically them uh, and that that helps the whole process. I also try and keep a photo shoot moving. I don't, uh, I try not to keep it static because again, that natural, getting that natural expression, I, I wholeheartedly believe that uh, a natural expression cannot be faked and is very spontaneous, but can be there one second and be gone the next. So you've got to work quickly and you've got to work with spontaneity. And if you hold somebody, I believe, in one position for too long, um, they'll lose it. They're, they're mm. holding it, holding it. Tension can creep in. Um, and if you're trying to tweak them, so just move there, just move here, just move there. Uh, and and you can, you've just lost it in my book. So I try and keep something moving uh, so that they you know that it just keeps it whole fluid it keeps it moving it keeps it enjoyable i'll always say to them if we're chatting we laugh about something and you suddenly you're in the middle of a big laugh and you see me suddenly bring the camera up just go with it some people will suddenly if they see me bring the camera up they'll suddenly uh give me an expression they think i want you know whereas <laughs> i'm trying to keep it so that they give me uh, very natural and uh, you know and it works it works yeah I think you taught me out talked me out of that one but I still do it with my family so um, my son James has tried to take a picture of me he says stop posing stop posing just look natural <laughs> and that's actually quite a hard thing to do but obviously you achieved it um, you know but but sometimes if you use those words just look natural you think uh what do I naturally look like it brings up all sorts of things doesn't it I mean you know yeah all sorts yeah. of things come out of that really and do you um, forget and, and what people sorry oh sorry I've, I've done it again uh, a double question and do you suggest what people um should wear should wear for the the sessions with you do you give them an idea of what clothing would suit them best or do they just wear all sorts of things I do, I do get asked i do get asked the question and in my headshot packages i will also build in enough time that they could perhaps bring along an option and if they want to you know take the jacket off or, or add a jacket or for ladies they you know want to change a top or a blouse or try a scarf or bring one or two options. I'll often get men coming in and they'll bring two or three choices of shirts and have no idea which the best one would be. Um, so that's quite helpful. But I usually say to people, um, not, I would say unfussy and not perhaps loud patterns. Having said that, I have photographed people in uh, loud patterned uh, clothing because that's what they like on themselves. And I do always say to them, wear something comfortable and that you like on yourself because when you like you know when you're wearing something you like on yourself that immediately helps to put you in a, a better place if you're wearing something that you hardly ever wear it's uncomfortable on your neck or it's uncomfortable under the arms and you think yes but it looks corporate 
um, it's not going to put you in that nice, comfortable position. So, yes, I do discuss uh, discuss clothing. I try not to be too rigid about it, um, and uh, give them that option to to change it if they want. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So, would you say, um, Penny, that photography is quite um, a physical job? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell I completely underestimate the amount of energy I use when I'm working with my camera. Uh, and it, it never, I, I don't think that I am actually being that physical, but I evidently am. It's either mental energy combined with physical uh, energy, but uh, yes, you do actually use a lot of energy. Not, not as if you would on a sports field, it's not quite like that. Um, but just the whole, uh, you know, professional camera kit is not light, I can tell you. Mm. Um, it's, it's quite hefty. And I think just, I think combined, I think there's probably a lot of mental energy because I get into that space and I'm completely focused on that person uh, and, and what we need and angles and where we are. And if I need to climb up on a table or somewhere slightly precarious, I will do it <laughs> if I can. And But make sure I'm safe, obviously. Uh, whether you're dealing with people, whether you're even dealing with animals, that that comes into to it as well. But yes, it it can be quite physical. Yes, because you have photographed horses, haven't you? Quite a lot. Yes, you like horses. Uh, yes, I, I still do. Uh, mainly because uh, that is another. I suppose that's another speciality, if you like. That uh, as a teenager, that was actually the the, the uh, work I was off to do I was absolutely horse mad and um, I went off to train uh, and became qualified uh, in equestrian studies and teaching people um, and that was what I was going to do so it's always been a love of mine I have in the past had my own horse for about 10 years and uh, so if you understand horses and how they move and how they behave um, and you know you can you can capture them um, again. If you you can find their optimum stride, their best angle, um, and also their behaviour. Because horses horses are completely different to humans. They don't say, "Oh, there's a photographer there. Does my bum look big?" or something like that. You know <laughs> that doesn't enter a horse's uh, mind. All a horse is worried about is, you know, are you going to hurt me or do you want to eat me? It, you know, basically. So. Again, I'm very aware of using my body language because I've got a huge, great camera that I'm about to point at them. And um, I try to use a lens where I can stay away from them a little bit so I don't intimidate them, especially if they're of a nervous disposition. Um, and I try and always have my body language slightly away. If you understand how horses read human body language, uh, I won't go into all that because you'll be here all night with me. Uh, and Jennifer, <laughs> but it, you know it, it, that comes into it as well. So I try and be uh, very relevant with my body language when capturing horses, and of course with animals in general. You know, horses can have white coats, horses can have black coats. That's a whole different thing uh, for the technical side of photography to cope with. Um, you know, when you're trying to capture a, a brilliant image of them. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting, and I love horses too. Now, what we're going to do is I'm just going to play a piece of music called Raindrops by Ashna, A-J-N-A, um, from the album 
Spirits of Nature, and it's called The Gift by Spirits of Nature. No, sorry, it's just called Spirits of Nature. And I'm going to play this now, and we will be back to you shortly. Okay, Jennifer. wonderful and that reminds you of the golden meadow and this is something I'm sure that we are all looking forward to as we get more from spring into the summer um, especially in Suffolk because it's a beautiful place of meadows and fields and I've got fields all around here so if you see a meadow it's really delightful okay Mm. so back to Penny and Penny I'd love to ask you about your upcoming workshop 
and also a little bit more about the video. Um, just, you know, let us know what, what the workshop's involved and how people can sign up for it. Oh, right, yes. Well, uh, so as I was explaining earlier, the Love Your Image uh, program of help has uh, been around been around for some time now. And uh, now I've uh, added my skills helping people on stage uh, because um, so many people are now creating uh, online video, you know, creating their own video marketing content. And uh, I thought, gosh, there, there's so much help to still also give people in front of video. Um, so I've collaborated with another business and it seemed a perfect pairing uh, for bringing together a half-day workshop on the 23rd of May at a place uh, called Nelson Court just outside Bury St Edmunds. And it's uh, it's really a video presentation skills workshop and it's, all go it's going to be focusing very much on the importance of what you say in when you're creating your own videos and how you say it. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know how many online videos uh, you have uh, watched yourself, <laughs> but a lot of people well, now yeah. watch online video content. Yeah. Um, and there are some excellent ones out there, <laughs> and there are some not-so-excellent ones out there, but I just, <laughs> I want to help people, um, you know, in, they can so, uh, you know, these are skills they can so easily uh, address and learn. So, it's not about how to be a, video a videographer. This this workshop is going to be people who've got just a smartphone, a tablet, or a laptop. It's going to be that technically simple, um, and it's very, very much about we're, we're all being encouraged now to be great storytellers, um, and uh, you know it's not this sell, sell, sell. So you've got to get people interested in you um, and engaged, and people are interested in you, but you know you can. And it's also getting uh, people to engage in the fact that they are their own best resource. And they come free, unless you're going to charge yourself. Um, because, you know, and, and if you can't yet afford a professional videographer, this is not about replacing professional videographer work. This is about being able to create your own bite-sized clips to regularly engage with your potential audience. This is This is the first somebody might see of you online um, and there are just some very very easy things to show people and then help them uh, set them up with the tools and the confidence that's obviously in there as well um, to get them to start uh, or improve on their own video marketing I think this is absolutely great because I have friends who say they wouldn't they would be also be scared to do a Facebook live where I've just, you know, like gone for it. But last time I just went for it, um, the actual the quality suddenly became really grainy and lines and I had no idea why, because that hadn't happened before. And I thought, you know what, I could have thought about all this a bit more. I thought I could have thought about the light. I could have thought about yep. the light. I could have thought about the graininess that was probably being caused through poor light. I could have thought about what I wore. I could have thought about my hair. And afterwards, I thought, you know what? I really don't like this very much. But I've done it now. So that's it. Because yeah. I, I can be a bit like that. So, um, But actually, I thought, you know, this, this, this 
definitely would be improved if, if, you know, I had a few more of those skills that you're talking about. And some people just completely like the idea of it and they realize it would really, really help their business to do YouTube. So you can do them on your phone, you can do them on your tablet, you can go straight live on YouTube Live and all sorts. But they are really, really terrified of, of the thought of it. So, no, this is really, really good stuff. Well, yes, you're absolutely right, Jennifer. You know, and I, I so uh, saw, you know, uh, an, an opening to, 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 again, further help people in front of the camera. Um, and there are some very simple things that people perhaps aren't aware of, um, don't uh, consider or, or you know and and it's it's really easy to sort of then guide them and say and and cover the main things they need to think about and this is all within their reach uh without ex- spending lots of money on expensive kit so mm. it's making the use of natural light it's helping them to understand what happens how many times have you seen a, a photograph or a video where there's bright daylight behind them and they wonder why they are in silhouette. Mm. Yes, and, and, and people don't realise what's happening with the, with the device that they're using and how it's metering the very strong yeah. light behind them. Simple, simple things like that. But that, I mean, like, we're gonna. They they also walk with video. Sorry, it's good to just just jump into my head. They also walk with video in woods yes. and forests and stuff. I'm not so keen on that. What do you think about that? I think if you are going to uh, use a handheld device, so usually people's phones, and you are going to um, pan round or, or walk through, I think you have to, I think a bit of practice at learning how to keep it steady is a very good idea because um, I personally, um, if I'm watching uh, something like that for too long, it can actually make me feel quite sick. I don't know if you've ever found that. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you go and sit down? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I do think, it, yes, it does have to be considered, uh, you know, very carefully. But, but again, it's think about how your audience are viewing the content that you're creating. Uh, you know, and this whether whether you are going to be sitting, standing, moving around, what you're trying to communicate. So we are going to we're going to first of all understand. Cover, um, to understand why video marketing is important, we're going to cover, com, you know, communicating effectively with your chosen audience. We're going to go over how to speak confidently, uh, how to use your body language effectively. Um, you know, this is about recording your own videos on your smartphone, your tablet, or your laptop. Uh, so there's nothing complicated. I'm, I'm not bringing my professional camera in. Um, and, and refining your message and hopefully in inspiring your audience to take action. So there's lots of little things that are going to be so covered. And this is why, as I say, um, collaborating with Ashleen and Amy has been great. And we've been creating content for the workshop and actually having a great deal of fun. So it certainly won't be death by PowerPoint. Um, we've got some interactive exercises that we're going to get people to um, actually engage in. Um, and it will be a, a judgment-free area. Uh, you know, people will only be encouraged. 
Yes, I love that. That sounds really, really great. Yeah. And people, some, even people who are just having like a straight YouTube channel, um, there's all sorts of people, isn't there, that this could really benefit, isn't there? So. Yeah. yeah, if you can you can set up a YouTube channel, you can then load your images because video mar- video content is now getting a much higher ranking with the likes of Google. So to get out there and start creating some content, um, you know, could be very very effective for for getting your your business and your your message out there. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Okay. So, in order for people to get hold of you, we have www.yourblogpennymorgan.co.uk. Is that www.blog.pennymorgan.co.uk? I think it is. I think it is. Um, but the easiest yeah. way to do that would be um, actually just go straight to my website. Um, my phone number's on there. There's a contact form, which is www.pennymorgan.co.uk. That's my website. And the blog is attached to that. Yeah. I've got both those um, links in the preview. And yeah. in your Facebook, people can find you on Facebook and Twitter as well. They certainly can. Yes, uh, I have a Facebook page, which is Penny Morgan Photography. Uh, I have a Twitter account, um, uh, which is uh, at Penny M Photos. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn uh, as Penny Morgan. Um, I'm also on Google Plus. Yes. Um, I have yet to get uh, started with um, Pinterest or Instagram, but um, the four, the, the, they're the four platforms I'm on, as well as my own website. So, yes plenty of ways to get in touch yes there's so much out there now isn't there Uh, and I think the young people tend to like Instagram because they are posting up the pictures you know without that much writing and just hashtags and you know I have actually joined it now I thought it was a minefield but actually I found it it's quite easy but I think if you're going yeah. to put pictures up there, you want to put good pictures. Yeah, it's the same old thing, really, isn't it? No, you, you don't want poor pictures. No, no, that's right. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, my my whole website is, is sort of one big portfolio, uh, really. So all of my professional images, you know, well, not all of them, but, you know, <laughs> um, a, a selection of them. And I do try and um, take some older ones down and add fresh to the various portfolios so somebody can you know see uh samples of my work uh and you know they're all on my website of course but uh i'm i'm erring towards perhaps one day having a go on pinterest but um i haven't got that far yet mm-hmm. and when you link them all sometimes when you link them you you think oh i don't want that going there and that going there but yeah. some of them are interactive with each other so you know sort of you can do social media all in one shot but I've certainly been really really happy with my photographs I've used them sometimes I take them down for a bit and then I put them up again but um, yeah. it's your photograph on my blog talk radio and I I think you know people have commented to me look at that eye they say <laughs> this is true um, someone yeah. said to me look at that eye in that photograph just look at the way you've caught that eye and I said, yeah, it is the photographer. It was down to the photographer, the way that that she has caught that eye. So yeah, they have been noticed, 
and um, you know I always think that you know they will just keep coming out again and again you know for the time being anyway and unless I radically yeah. change appearance and then I will be back <laughs> yeah, I suppose there is a lifespan <laughs> is there a lifespan for photographs of yourself like that I mean well you know. this, this is something else, Jennifer, I, I do talk to people about. And I say, so many people will say, oh, but I don't look like I did 10 years ago. And I said, do you know what? People who love you and, and know you, they want to know who you are now, today, not what you mm. did or looked like 10, 20, 30 years ago. You know, there's one thing is absolutely guaranteed in life that the years continue. Um, and to helping people to embrace where they are, you know, in life at this point in time so like you say uh, some people will come back regularly some people it might take them several years to come back and update their photographs but if somebody sees your photograph and goes that's great you look like your photograph especially in business mm. yeah um, yeah you know, as opposed to oh well that person doesn't look like their photograph at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Okay, so thank you, Penny. Thank you for being my guest today. And it was fantastic to catch up with you and your news yes. and also to hear about your workshop. And um, please get in touch with Penny if you're interested in going on the workshop. I'm certainly going to give that a look myself because I think it would be good for me. So I'll, I'll definitely take a look at that and tell as many people as possible. And I will also share all the links in our natural co-creators community group where there are other um, people who are really interested in photography as well, as well as my son being a videographer. He's always interested, very interested to hear what goes on with photographers as well. So thank you for being my guest today. It was fantastic. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you for having me on. And it has been truly lovely to chat to you again. Um, and it would be absolutely wonderful to see you if you can make the workshop. So, uh, yeah, that'll be great. OK, thank you then, Penny. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. OK, so that's the wonderful and very, very talented Penny Morgan and it was great catching up with her even though I was trying to give her two sentences at once which probably is something that she might cover on her video course maybe even about when you're presenting you want to just focus on one question at a time and not leap in with the second one so it's all good learning all interesting stuff and it's been really fabulous and I'm just going to play you out with our theme tune which is the gift by Ajna from that album Spirits of Nature. Good night.